It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back. It's 12 away from 7. We've got great suggestions, great headbands. Bjorn Ball, Bruce Duhl, Gary from Mundaring. Oh, no, he sent that in. Uh, Andre Agassi, LeBron James. No, I didn't wear a headband in the 89 Premiership. Thank you, Roy. Uh, let's go to our next guest, Josh Gabalich, afl.com.au. And the name that popped up yesterday, surprised a lot, is Lockie Schultz. Appreciate your time, Josh. Good morning. Morning, guys. Morning, Scotty. Yes, this Lockie Schultz one bolted from the blue. I thought this trade period was going to be pretty tame. We've already had the Clayton Oliver situation last week, which has been put to bed now, but Lockie Schultz was one that gave us a real shock yesterday. Yeah, it is. And Scotty and I have had this discussion on and off air. Uh, and the fact is he wants to go back to Victoria for personal family reasons. We get. Just interesting that, you know, it's to go to Collingwood and it's, that's already being discussed. I would have thought going back to Victoria is first and foremost, and the club of, would be that of the of the Fremantle Dockers to, to see which deal they can get done best. Well, that's going to be the complex part of this to really play out, Goss, when you think about the fact that he's already nominated a club that he wants to get to, and there are nine clubs in Melbourne and ten in this state. So I think there's still a fair bit to play out. Often you get to the club that you want to get to. It doesn't always work out that way. We've seen Rory Lobb and Bobby Hill in recent years have to wait until their contracts were up. But you get the sense, talking to people at Fremantle and Collingwood in the past 12, 18 hours, that this can be done. It just remains to be seen how long it's going to take. Obviously, we've gotten to next Wednesday night and so much going on at Collingwood, obviously, with the Taylor Adams situation. Jack Kinnivan has become a huge talking point overnight, given his spot in the side. And what Bobby Hill meant for him this year, only played the 14 games. He ended become a premiership player, but wasn't anywhere near what he was last year. So what would a Lockie Schultz acquisition mean for Jack Ginevan. So much to play out at Collingwood. Yeah, Josh, I was, I was surprised. And Goss said there, so I need to go back to Melbourne for family reasons, but I'm, it has to be Collingwood. But he understand a player picking a club because he wants the best result for him. He wants to go back to Melbourne. He wants to be... He, he doesn't want to say, oh, I, don't want, I want to end up at North or I want to end up at Hawthorne. Going oh, to what's be important? On the bottom. The family going back there. But you'd also understand why he'd say, well, let's make the best of a bad situation. I have to go back to Melbourne for my family. Let's. I want to get to the club I want to, I want to get to. So I understand that. But Jack Inverman's the one. They said now, Josh, that they've had. he's had his exit interview. It was positive. He wants to stay. Do you see any movement there at all? Well, clubs will ask the question, Scotty, because of just the fact of what happened this year. Bobby who went past him. Bo McCreary mm. has been played ahead of him. Jamie Elliott has played ahead of him. Clearly, clearly closer to the end, Jamie Elliott. But... Jack Inevan hasn't been a permanent fixture this year. So even before the Lockie Schultz situation, he has been a name that clubs have asked about just to see what's going on there. He's got a year to run on his contract, not the most lucrative contract. So there was an opportunity potentially to lure him out. And this Lockie Schultz situation definitely creates some more drama, I suppose, around Jack Inevan. 
It is uh, got a lot to play out, and uh, they're two names I don't think anyone really uh, thought so. Although we did discuss the trading of Jack Ginnivan uh, last week, we've already played the audio, Josh, just in regards to just maybe he rocked the boat post grand final as much as he did sort of uh, go into the races the night before. I, I think that's got a, a very messy for him. It's very uh, un McRae, un Craig McRae culture like. Yeah, that's really just is. not what he's after. Hey, Xavier Dursma's requested a trade from to Essendon, uh, well, d- d- out of Port Adelaide. I Threw this one up this morning, and I still and I stand correct on this. I am one hundred percent sure that Xavier Dersma's partner lives in Perth. Uh, she's a West Aussie girl and lives in Perth. Tell you what, there's a couple of clubs over here in particular. One that could use uh, uh, some midfield uh, zoom, and he could provide that. But he's certainly keen to get to the Bombers. He is. He is, guys. I mean, he's been looking at some Victorian options in the past week or two. Obviously, he didn't have the best season. At Port, and Essendon really does loom as a big player in this trade period. They've already got commitments from Todd Goldstein, who moved yesterday as a free agent, Jade Gresham and Ben Mackay. expect both of them to be lodged today. But Xavier Dersma has become the fourth player that Brad Scott and his team are, are looking at. And whether he's packaged in the Brandon Zerk Thatcher deal, time will tell. I think both clubs want to do them independently to, to make it easy. I don't often see players packaging the same deals anymore. But Port clearly have a lot on their plate as well with Jordan Sweet and Asava Radicalia, potentially even Ivan Soto. We saw what they did yesterday with Frio splitting their future first into two second-round picks. So they're moving to get some of these deals done. And, and David Dersma clearly opens up some more draft capital for them. So Essendon have got that request. Again, it just feels like some things might take longer than others. What about Freo with Liam Henry? Um, does the number have to start with a two, Josh, or the, uh, uh, you know, something in the 30s get the job done? What are you hearing there? Well, they're a fair way apart at this point, Scotty, in terms of what St Kilda and Freo want. Clearly, St Kilda has picked 12 at the moment, which probably slides to 16 or 17. So if the deal went through today, it wouldn't look good on paper for St Kilda, but it's probably about fair... Oh, some people think that the 32 is what gets it done in the end. I think somewhere in between. So, again, like a lot of deals, I think clubs want to see what their hand's going to be closer to the deadline. So this Liam Henry situation might take a fair bit more time. Hawthorne is still a bit dirty that he's ended up at St Kilda because there was a belief that he was going to head to Hawthorne after they met with him. So time will tell, but Steve Silvani usually gets these deals done. All right, last couple before we let you go. Josh Gablidge, afl.com.au, is with uh, with uh, us. Just in regards to uh, the West Coast and your mindset on Harley Reid, I know it wouldn't be a conversation, just in a quick one, what's your opinion on what, what's going to happen with Harley Reid and West Coast? Oh, I get the sense at the moment, Goss, that they're going to retain pick one and they're going to pick him is, is, is how I feel at the moment. I mean, still plenty to play out. What, what I do think is that they won't trade that pick between now and the end of the deadline. They've got all the way up until the draft in November. They've got another six weeks to survey the market, get the best possible deal. They wouldn't trade it between now and the trade deadline. I, I wouldn't have thought. I, I think they've been pretty strong on that. So you look at their history over the journey, and it's... <laughs> In the, in the space of the last 12 hours on the back of Lockie Schultz and Liam Henry and, and you look at all the players from Fremantle that left since 2017, you compare that mm. to West Coast, they, they have that confidence that if they do pick Harley Reid, he will stay. So much to play out. Obviously, uh, everyone's in the trade focus at the moment, but we'll quickly turn our attention to the draft and, and look at the clubs that are going to come after pick one because I'm sure plenty will between now and November. Hey, just before we let you go, I want you to tell us about Josh Gibkiss. He, he burst onto the scene, was... Uh 
was going really strong in 22, missed all of this season, heading to Qatar for some uh, specialist treatment. Yeah, well, this one, I wrote about him yesterday, Scotty. He caught me a little bit by surprise. I did know that there was some complexity to his hamstring. Didn't play at all last year. Had a hamstring surgery in January of this year. And, and it just sort of went under the radar a little bit. Former top 10 pick, first on the scene, played 18 games in his debut season. He's had so many setbacks with his hamstring that they've sent him this week to Doha, to the same facility that Jeremy McGovern and Elliot Yo oh. and Harry Edwards just returned from. It's widely regarded as probably the leading sports medicine practice in the world. So Richmond have long ties to this place and they're going to send him across for the week with the hope that they can finally get him right because they've been stumped by this issue. They've spoken to experts all around the world. He had a, a wound infection and nerve damage and it's just really, really complex. They took a lot of confidence from the Dylan Grimes situation almost a decade ago. This is far more complex, but they're confident they can get him right, but they just want to invest in him right now. So still no timeline on his return. They're hopeful early next season, but when you think he hasn't played since the back end of, of last year, it's remarkable how much footy he's been. Thanks for taking our call. Always good to chat with you, mate, and we'll do it again next week, maybe. Thanks, Goss. Yeah, definitely. Chat soon. Josh Gablich, afl.com.au. One of the best in the business, keeping us all up to date with what's happening with trade. Some movements and a bit of news as well. Let's get a break away. too. It's amazing. It's incredible. News is next. Then John Rilly's going to join us. Jason Berendorf from WA after their win yesterday. Your calls, your texts. Why would Logan McDonald come back to Frio when he's out of contracts? One seem on the uh, nose and Frio, uh, sorry, on the, on the rise, rise. On the rise and Frio seem to be stuck in the middle ring, says John. Uh, opportunity, be back to WA. Yeah, family. And he can play a bit and he would command a good dollar. Appreciate your call and text, everybody. Let's get a breakaway for news. Uh, it's currently 15 degrees, heading for a top of 22.